Greetings and salutations. This is the John and Aaron show. <laughs> tonight, <laughs> t- tonight, Jeff and David are MIA. Jeff is performing his civil service duties to the independent school districts tonight. I believe he is at some kind of teacher meeting. I don't know if it's parent-teacher conferences or what. And I believe David is away at an RCM group. He didn't say which one. So I assume it's probably uh, Dartmouth or Ithaca. My guess, though, is probably the Warrensburg one. That's the closest. Anyway, tonight we will be talking about Christian video games. Oh, and games for Christians. John and I like games. We're both pretty geeky. Many people are going to be disinterested in the first half of this conversation, but about halfway through we're going to switch over and talk about the role that games uh, should should play in a Christian's life or whether they should play any role at all. And if that doesn't appeal to you, go ahead and turn it off now. (laughs) But we're also going to take a look at, uh, see, uh, some Pringles. It's uh, Pringles Mexican Layer Dip. So while he's popping that out, I'll say that uh, John and I are both uh, computer geeks. We like games and um, and all things computer-related. So, um, you you know, many times when we think about... uh, Christians and and religion in general, uh, we take we think about the gospel, we think about doctrine, but uh, sometimes we we kind of separate our beliefs from technology. And while we're not going to delve into all things technological, certainly one aspect that many people encounter is games, and so that's why we want to kind of look at this today. And to be fair, there is a certain stigma sometimes that the world uh, would view on Christians as being a little bit nerdy. And if you don't believe me, think about yourself next time you're singing Joy is the Flag That's Flown. <laughs> yeah, that's, there we go. Anyway, uh, so back to these Pringles. Um, now, as I pop them in my mouth, I fully expect them to taste exactly like the pitcher on the can, which does look like a Mexican layered dip. I expect it to taste like olives, cheese, tomato, chives, refried beans. What do you think? I think it's pretty good. Um, yeah, they're not bad. Not bad. So, they have our seal of approval. Anyway, so, on to games. Now, Aaron, have you ever played a Christian video game? Yes, um... As a kid, my parents uh, got me um, a Book of Mormon video game at one point. I'm, I'm trying a Book of Mormon video game. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the premise was uh, guide Nephi and Lehi and their family to the Promised Land. So was it like a 2D side scrolling? It was. It was a top down. Top down. Okay. Top down. Um, I don't remember very much more about it than that. It uh, did not appeal to me sufficiently to play it. <laughs> what, what was the goal of it? <laughs> well, I'm sure it was to get to the promised land, but okay. <laughs> I knew the storyline, and uh, I knew they got there in the, in the end. But uh, I don't, I, like I said, it just, 
didn't feel me, so I didn't play it. <laughs> uh, the very first one that, that I ever played, I, I was a I was a kid, and I was over at my friend Jacob's house, and we were playing this game called uh, King of Kings, and it, it's a it's a two D side scrolling adventure, and uh, if I recall, you played as one of the wise men, and you were coming from the far east um, across Asia and Europe. They're not well, not no, not really Europe, but across Asia as one of the wise men to see Jesus. And you were riding a camel, and I believe that your camel, as as its weapon, it would spit at various uh, other animals, I think lizards and I think some kind of bird. But periodically throughout the game, you would come across these scrolls, and it would present you with a Bible challenge like a true or false or, or uh, multiple choice. So you would land on this scroll, and it would say, you know, who's the mother of Jesus? And, of course, you would pick Mary. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> as a game itself, I didn't see what purpose those served because it didn't, it didn't help to build your character at all. There was no sort of leveling system or skill tree that you would follow. It's not like the camel would run faster or jump higher <laughs> or spit two globs of saliva at at, at uh, enemies. Anyway, that was the very first one I played. I remember it being um, very buggy. There would be times where you would literally make the uh, game crash and you would just have to restart it. And if I recall, it did not come in the usual uh, Nintendo cartridge. I think it was... I don't think it was licensed by Nintendo. Did you ever play any of those uh, unlicensed games where it would come... I mean, it would fit the Nintendo cartridge... It would fit the Nintendo system, but it wasn't like, uh, licensed. I never, I never played any of those. Ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you're not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think we had to draw a distinction. I mean, we're we're focusing very heavily right now on video games. Now, I will say I've played Christian board games from time to time, uh, and that's I think a whole separate inter- arena. But my mom made a Zionopoly uh, that I remember as a kid. I've played. Um, if you guys, if anybody knows Settlers of Catan, I've played Settlers of Zarahemla and Settlers of Canaan. I've heard of those. Um, they're both kind of just takeoffs from Settlers of, Z- of uh, Catan, and I think they're very enjoyable. Settlers of Canaan um, introduces a, a new resource, gold, um, and the board is a fixed layout as a, as compared to Settlers of Catan, which is um, random or set up differently each time. Each time, and then Settlers of Zarahemla introduces a, a new object which is building the temple you can um, do temple bricks uh, in addition it's just another game point and the, the board does change each time you play it but it's um, hard to describe it's not as granular as settlers of, of Catan beyond that there was I mean this is a Christian theme there was nothing no Christian trivia inside of it inside those anyway have you ever played uh, guitar hero uh, no, I'm not. It kind of doesn't really interest me that much. I mean, kind of, but not enough to play. So, you know the premise of it, though. Absolutely. That, that base, well, it's basically like Simon Says. You, right, You right. see a, a, a music track, you press a button that corresponds with it. Mm-hmm. So one day I was hanging out with David and my brother Jason, and I, I had just played it with one of my friends. And he was saying, you know, I wonder if there's a Christian version of it. And so, uh, out of fun, I did Google it, and I did find a, uh, a video game called Guitar Praise. 
And huh. so, because David was saying, I bet they, that'd be fun with Christian songs. He's like, because I don't know any of them. And so I was poking fun at him saying how, uh, yeah, that'd be fun to play along with like Ray Boltz and Carmen and Steve Green. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's quite what he was thinking. But uh, yeah, you can uh, get you can get the toy guitar. You can play along with the Newsboys and <laughs> Striper. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, but yeah, Flyleaf, Reliant K. I mean, I, I guess it holds up on its own that, I mean, yeah, you can you can play it and it'll be fine. It seems like a, a blatant ripoff of Guitar Hero, but I guess, I mean, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the same idea, there's a game called Dance Praise, which is basically a Christian version of uh, DDR. Mm-hmm. Not that I've ever played that, but I've heard it's great fun. Uh, and further down the line, there is a a VeggieTales dance uh, game where huh. they play VeggieTales games and you dance with this pad. So interesting. So when did you get into games? Oh goodness, I th- I think uh, well, games were one of the, probably the earliest things that I did on computers. I my very first thing with computers was trying to learn how to program. Mm-hmm. That intrigued intrigued me a lot, but. When I actually had a computer, my very first computer, uh, the first thing I put on there was games. I mean, (laughs) yes, I was learning to program, and I spent a lot of time doing that, but I spent a lot of time playing games. Do you remember your first game? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, man, that that is still a classic game. In fact, every once in a while, I'll go pull out an emulator Mm -hmm. and play that thing. On DOSBox or something? uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, all, all typing, no graphics. Uh-huh, yeah, text it's like, it's like Zork, if anybody's played Zork. But, uh, yeah, that it, was one of the first games I played with Zork. Amazing. It, that, that's probably the, the uh, genesis of my typing skill was that game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like my dad, he, uh, he first got a, I believe it was a 386 or a 486. Uh-huh. can't remember. So uh, that, that was the uh, generation that I grew up playing. And, yeah, the, you had to type fast. Yeah, I think one of the the first games I played it was some kind of uh, it, one of them was Zork, but another one was uh, um, it was an, a, like an educational game. Mm-hmm. So my parents were on board with that because I would at least be doing math and, right. and things like that. It was some kind of uh, it was like a Space Invaders game, except instead of you fighting aliens, you just had to type whatever the falling key was, and oh, then right, it right. would it would correspond to basically a make-believe laser that would blow the letter <laughs> or number or well sim colon away yeah I, there was one i played similarly to that called typer shark where <laughs> you're a diver and these sharks are coming at you and they would have words in them and if you type the word in a certain shark then that shark would fall over dead and float to the top <laughs> and you can keep diving and so you have to fast type you know whatever word was in the shark that was closest to you hmm. do you have a uh, a console of choice Oh, uh, I prefer Xbox. I think it's my favorite console. Although I, I suppose you know, if a person likes PS3, it's, they're probably equivalent. I just have never gone down that path. I do like Wii a lot, but it's it's its own kind of flavor. It's mm-hmm. when I want to relax, I go to the Xbox. When I want to have a, a very different type of fun, I enjoy the Wii. And actually, there's a couple of games I absolutely love on on uh, the Nintendo systems. So I you know I like Zelda and I like uh, Metroid. So every generation of those games, I, I had to play. Did you ever hear about the uh, the, the game uh, Mass We Pray? No, <laughs> I've never heard of that. Here, here, uh, 
family shouldn't have to wait until Sunday to worship the Lord. Amen. Now you can go to church every day without leaving your home. Introducing Mass We Pray. The wireless cross controller detects movement in three dimensions. Every twist of the hand and nuance of a blessing is recreated on screen. Use it to participate in more than 24 unique and exhilarating ceremonies. So anyway, uh, what what, uh, Mass We Pray, it... I don't know if it, it's a real video game or not, but basically what what you get is a cross equivalent to a Wii controller. And you perform certain, uh, you pantomime certain motions like crossing yourself, kneeling, and throwing holy water <laughs> at, at your congregation. And somehow you, you get points for it. So but, if, if you're Catholic listening to this and we're... And I'm laughing a little bit. I don't mean to disrespect your religion, but the game is kind of silly. It is kind of silly. <laughs> but I, I know where it started from. I don't know if it will be made into a genuine game. It started as a viral ad campaign for a game that's coming out called Dante's Inferno. Right. So that's where it came from. Okay. So should you get the desire to play the divine comedy of the game, you may go ahead and do so <laughs> at your own risk. You know what? They should make other uh, classic pieces of literature into games. Well, like, you know, you know, The Scarlet Letter. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know, the thing is, one, one of the things that I um, find frustrating about some Christian games, it, this one, the reason I was kind of laughing is that it, a game is, like, frivolous. It's supposed to be fun, and yet I don't consider religion to be frivolous. And so pantomiming a religious rite seems contradictory to me. It's like trying to make something that's supposed to be serious and and holy perhaps into something that's frivolous and fun. It just they just don't go well together in my mind. Yeah, I I can see I can see an argument for that. Now, one games, I have no counterpoint to it, but <laughs> I, I can certainly see that. <laughs> I, you know, this kind of drifts into the Christian movies and I feel similarly about Christian movies, but um, there's Christian movies have a little bit more room for acceptance for me than uh, Christian games, but games where you're learning scripture verses, I think that's quite a, quite a different story. Mm-hmm. That's like an educational game, mm-hmm. less so or more so than a Christian game. But that's well, I, you know, I'm glad you brought up that that line of thought. Have you uh, are you familiar with the Left Behind game? Uh, I'm familiar with the books. I've not read any of them, but I'm familiar with them. I'm not familiar with the game. Okay, well, there's a, there's a game called Left Behind Eternal Forces, and it, it's a real-time strategy game for those of our audience that are still listening that aren't sure what those are. <laughs> um, a, a real-time strategy game, or, quote, RTS. Basically, what you do is you... The general premise is you build up some kind of... Um, some kind of army, and then you have to somehow conquer other countries uh let's take uh what what's the really uh what's a really popular one where you can either win it by oh sim city well, civilization. No, civilization yeah civilization yeah. so so y- you can either take over the world through force you can conquer all the other countries you can um i believe make peace with all the other countries and you win that way too you can be very technologically advanced yeah yeah you'll, you'll be the first one to go off into space yep. I- anyway so left behind is uh 
it's similar to that in which you are building up you're building up characters and and armies to go fight another army now also for those of you that aren't familiar with left behind it is a uh it's a story well a series of stories about the rapture Mm -hmm. so those that weren't holy enough got left behind and you are the protagonist of the game there's two bands in this game there's the Christ side, or uh, I believe it was called Tribulation Forest. And then there's the Antichrist side, which are called the Peacekeepers. So where I take issue with this game is, is that what it will eventually boil down to, you're either going to convert to my religion or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's where it boils down to. And then where I also take issue with this game is that some of the peacekeepers or the the antichrist side the way that their skill tree works and let me back up a a skill tree is basically you start with some kind of base unit right well here we'll we'll take these people let's not go too deep because we may have some people who are not tech who don't care at all right no no and and the people who would care already know what a skill tree is but i i have to set the stage for this so you start with a basic character and and through doing certain things in a game you build them to a new a new character on the antichrist side here's some of the uh the the bad people Level one, you are a musician, and your special abilities are to swear and sing. Once you reach level two, your abilities are to swear and play music. And it says here that uh, band members and recording artists are always willing to play their latest hits for you, even if you don't want to hear it. Obviously, their connection to the dark forces, their great gift to music, has been transformed into a cancer on the spirits around them. I think that's kind of reductive. Well, it's <laughs> home for you because you like music so much, and you study music. Maybe they're right, and you're, you're part of the dark side. <laughs> I, I could be. <laughs> I could be. And not only that, this, you might take issue with this, too. Part of the Antichrist side is pursuing technology. Oh, I hate this game. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love technology, and technology is a gift from God. Because, uh, I, let's see, how how's it go? I think, well, it's not just technology, but it's like colleges. So, oh, okay. so the... Uh, uh, the healers on the light side they learn their they they do their healing through prayer and through learning through it through church the healers on the dark side they learn it in hospitals oh man this is this is not good i mean if you think about it, it it's basically it's basically saying that any knowledge must not come from god because if you if you're trying to do something from knowledge instead of through faith then you're not on god's side and I, I believe really strongly in knowledge coming from God and many of the things we know about medicine, about science, about technology came because God inspired it. Agreed. Agreed. So anyway, needless to say, I did download the demo to try it out, to give it a fair shot. It was abysmal. <laughs> I it, it was broken. It was literally broken. You start off um, with this isometric view and you lead your character around the streets of New York City. And there's only two ways that I can go. Both ways lead to gangs. And there is no way that you can pray enough for both of them. So you, you will you get killed. You just don't have killed. enough faith. You don't have enough faith, John. <laughs> that must be it. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about some of the specific Christian games that are out there. And you've probably picked up a little bit on John's and my less than enthusiastic appreciation of some of these games. 
But for a moment, I think I'd like to move over to just talking about games in general and what part they play or should play or should they play at all in a Christian's life. Having thrown that out there, John, what's your first impression? Uh, what what should games play in? Should, yeah. What part in a Christian's life should games play? Should they be there at all? There's lots of ways you can go with this, but I mean, should there be any part in a Christian's life for games? Okay, let's narrow it down to, are we talking video games, board games, sports? Am I, well, yeah. Because those are games. <laughs> those are games. For right, I guess right now we're talking about video games. I don't, in my mind, there's no distinction, but... There isn't. It's a video game. Uh, yeah, because it's a it's a common argument that I'll have with my wife. So you consider basketball a sport? Yes. What about table tennis? No. <laughs> right. It's like, well, you're still physically exerting yourself. What about chess? What about uh, NASCAR driving? Let's <laughs> not even go that way. <laughs> so, so anyway, we'll know. be real nerds if we go down there. Right now, we're stuck <laughs> on geek, and I'm happy to be a geek, but I'm not happy to go down the nerd path. Okay. So, all right. So, video games. Do they have a place in a Christian's life? I would say in the strictest sense, probably no. There's probably not a whole lot in video games that can be gleamed as a Christian. However, that also incorporates games like Solitaire on the computer. That is a video game. You know, um, you know the argument's often made that there's nothing redeeming about video games. And, and from then, by extension, that there's no place in a Christian's life for video games. But... I mean, I'm on kind of on the other side of the fence, I think. Maybe, you know, I'm deluding myself because I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. But it could be said that there's nothing redeeming about a joke. There's nothing redeeming about um, enjoying a sunset. Those are things that we enjoy, but there's nothing specifically redeeming about those. I look to Jesus to be my redeeming force in my life. I don't necessarily look to video games to be redeeming to myself. However, not everything that I do in my life do I think has to necessarily be redeeming i think there i think it's acceptable in life to have downtime to have time that you just spend relaxing and so in my view games fill that fill that space in truth i do agree with you but for the sake of the conversation <laughs> for the I'm sake just, of argument. yeah I, I have to stay on this side of the issue so you're playing captain country tonight. that's right, <laughs> right. i am uh, you know and I, I would i would i would add to that that it, it really depends on the media that that's being consumed Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You're so, talking I like mean, the the theme of the game, the right, content right, of the game. Right, right, oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because... That's no different than videos. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because clearly you can make the same argument with, with books, with uh, movies, with television. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, I think they fall in the same category. Right. Entertainment. Right. Entertainment in general. And then even at that, if, if you really want to stay on my side of it, why would you watch a movie about the Bible instead of just reading it yourself? Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, well. Yeah, see? That's my argument. I, well, what are you going to say? <laughs> so, I mean, that's why I say when you boil it down to its strictest sense, I mean, yeah, you could just do that instead. But, right. you know, we are talking about things, these things for pleasure. So, Yeah, so but, so I, while I see that there's a place that they can occupy in our lives, I think that anybody who would assent to that would, would immediately then take the next step and say, well, how much? How much is acceptable? Well... That's a very subjective thing, and that's ultimately probably just going to come down between you and God. But well, there again, it could rely within the medium. I mean, how much how much reading is too much reading? If you're reading the Book of Mormon day and night, is that bad? No, no, I, I would certainly not say that's bad unless you're not going to work and therefore not earning dis- right, right, money right, to support right. your family. I mean, you could do anything too much, I suppose. 
but but i would submit to you what if there were such a game uh on the 360 where it incorporated uh lessons of the scriptures would it be horrible to sit there yeah to, to play too much uh i don't know i will say that you know growing up my parents limited the gameplay i think i had no more than an hour per day of playing games once i probably when i got into college uh that limitation was lifted certainly when i was out of college i had zero limitations because i was on my own but <laughs> i realized when one time i was probably out of college for a year uh, I, I noticed that i was playing more than eight hours roughly eight plus hours of games per day wow i it, it shocked me when i realized that i would get up at six in the morning getting ready for work and i would take a turn on one of my games it was turn-based and sometimes those turns could last for an hour so i was playing from six until seven I'd go to work, and then over lunch, I would eat my lunch at my desk and take another turn, which, again, could take an hour. And then I'd come home in the evening, and I'd play for two or three hours, taking turns on these games, because you could have eight going simultaneously. It's not even Warcraft, either. No, it's not. You no, know, this is turn-based. This is like, this is like Risk, only computer-based. And then, because there were, it was time-sensitive periodically, I, would, I wrote a program that would go check to see if it was my turn, and I would turn my, I'd crank my volume up way loud when I'd go to bed, and it would, it would beep, and I would jump <laughs> up in the middle of the night and take another turn, sometimes twice in the middle of the night. That is an addiction. I, absolutely. <laughs> I realized that addiction. I got an addiction, and so I went cold turkey. I, I quit. And, uh, what game was that? Um, it was called Metal Knights. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. It's, it's the least well-known addicting game I've ever played. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's heard of it except uh, Devin White and I played and my brother Levi played. But nobody else seems to have ever heard of this game. But, oh, it was so addicting. <laughs> anyway, I quit. And that was about the same time I started my company, uh, my programming company. And I got so much done. It was amazing what eight hours more in a day could give you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, here, let me, uh, let me throw this at you. So you're familiar with Second Life. Oh, I've heard of it. It's, yeah, it's not exactly a game, but it's it's basically like this online world where you have an avatar and you go, uh, you you do random weird stuff and, and random stuff with world, with yeah. other people. Now there are a lot of sick people on Second Life. So how would you feel if you spent all your time on Second Life trying to minister to them? Oh, I I certainly think that there's a a ministry for someone to do there i don't think i have the patience for it <laughs> well i mean I, I, is, is that is that a place that that a gamer should even try and and witness to people it's no different than if a person felt called to try to convert drunks and they would go to bars and try to convert people yeah but how do you witness to an animal with silly appendages all over itself making well, sensual gyrations <laughs> I've never played the game, so I would not begin to have an opinion on how to do so. I don't know. But, I mean, if that's – you almost have to meet people where they are. If you're going to provide ministry, you can't expect them to come find you. That's true. That that's, is true. Certainly God didn't do that when he came here. So when – you know, if, if, if there's a group of people who are sick and in need of God's love, then maybe we ought to go meet them there and, and provide ministry. That, that would actually be kind of funny. Because <laughs> what, what you could do if, like, you and me and David and Jeff all got together online and did that. See, what you can do is you can actually have a uh, you can actually have a sound play as your character approaches somebody. 
So put a Christian message uh, yeah, there. Put a Christian, so each one of us just keeps spamming them with Christian messages. <laughs> All right, just you chase walk people up next. around. You walk up next. Trap them. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so anyway, let's see, where were we? Well, so, so kind of circling back, you know, one of the things that, you know, we both kind of observed early on with, with Christian, quote-unquote, Christian games is that they're often really poor quality. Yeah, you know, probably the reason for that is that there are very few Christian programmers, or uh, by comparison to the number of programmers in the world, you know, it's a very small percentage, and nobody really is spending enough time to make a quality game. Well, I would imagine that on the, it's a hobby for some people. I, I would imagine though on the, on the PC side it would be a little bit differently because they wouldn't have the overhead. They wouldn't have to, you know. Well, like for for Xbox 360, PlayStation um, games cost sixty bucks. So if they were just to digitally dis- distribute it, dis- digitally distribute it five bucks here and there, that would be a lot easier. Well, games don't have to cost sixty bucks for Xbox. No, they don't have to. They don't have to, but but I think to compete with the mainstream games, the AAA blockbuster mm-hmm. games that are out there, that's what they would have to do. Yeah, there's probably as much money put into making games as some B-rated movies or even some A-rated movies. Oh no, I no, I have no no doubt about that. I mean, there's this big budget behind video games. Yeah, EA and oh gosh, yeah, Ubisoft and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know uh, one thing that I kind of want to drift into. We talked a little bit about content and how movies can be bad or good based on their content, as can games. But something that I think many people don't think about, which seems to be clear to me, is that games have a more profound effect on our mood and um, our thoughts than I think movies do. Uh, A movie and a game that might have similar content, maybe um, lewd or suggestive clothing, very suggestive actions... I think have a much more profound effect on us than than a movie with the same content. The reason I think that is that you you are immersed in the game longer than a similar movie. A movie is gone and done in two hours. A game is often rated by seventeen hours or ten hours mm-hmm. to complete. Mm-hmm. And so they say that it's ten to ten to seventeen hours to complete a game, and that's if you go straight through. Sometimes you have to backtrack and you have to right. figure out things out. It's, it could easily be 50 hours, 60 hours for a game. That's 30 times the exposure to the same content that you would maybe flash by in a movie, you know, that we might say, yeah, it's probably not a good movie, but I'm going to go see it anyway. Right, right. No, I, I think that's a good point. So, yes, be wary of, the, of what you put in your brain, just as you would whatever books, uh, whatever movies, whatever television shows. Yeah, I, I think that it would be important for for Christians. Uh, you know, I, I guess I should take this advice more seriously myself to just be a little bit more critical of the games we choose than the movies we choose, um, just because they're so much more impactful. Although I always have told my mom that Nazis and zombies are fair game. <laughs> <laughs> I've always told her that if there's one enemy that you can always kill and always feel all right about, it's Nazis and zombies. Nazis, zombies, and aliens. Alien, yeah, some yeah, aliens. You, I, don't, I don't mind shooting aliens. So do you have any games you recommend that you think are basically for pretty wholesome that are you know played in moderation, not too bad? Uh, yeah. I, I really, really like Burnout Paradise City. Oh, I love that game. It's so, it's so good. Much fun. It is so good. I mean, and all you're doing is racing around. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're crashing into things, but it's not like 
people's guts are getting spewed all over the this concrete or anything oh, like yeah. that it, it's well it wouldn't even be cartoon there's hardly any violence at all except mm-hmm. for the fact of you ruining your car but <laughs> right. it, doesn't, it doesn't show any human interaction in it to be fair there is an event billboards where there's yeah there are billboards <laughs> and there are events where where it's basically a uh hyper bumper cars where you are taking down other cars but they're taking you down it, yeah. It, yeah anyway I, I i could i could recommend that you know, uh, one that I think is a, a really good game is called Braid. Uh, it's it's available, I think, on on the major consoles as well as uh, PC. Um, yeah, you can get it through Steam on PC, and it's on PSN and uh, what do they call Xboxes? Xbox Live. You know, one of the things that I I like about it is the soundtrack. I don't know if you can hear this. The soundtrack is really peaceful music. And the premise of the game is uh, this guy screwed up his uh, relationship uh, with his girlfriend or his wife, I don't remember. And uh, it, he's, he's trying to go back in time and fix things to get her back. And I think that's a nice premise. You know, in society today, we, we uh, seem to make light of relationships. And this one is kind of uh, strongly endorsing maintaining a good relationship with uh, your spouse. Um, the other thing, the, the interesting thing is that the protagonist wears a suit and a tie. <laughs> it's, it's the oddest protagonist's clothing I've ever seen in a movie. Uh, it's very interesting. And, and one of the early, early themes in this game is about repentance. It's um, not as a strong a theme as you might find in church, but it is endorsing repentance. And I thought that was pretty interesting. So Braid is a, a game that I would, would say is a, is a high recommend. All right. Well... Uh, we are going to eventually start taking advantage of the Facebook discussion board. Write us and let us know what you would like us to talk about. If we have anybody listening to this point. <laughs> yeah, if you made it this far, you guys are geeks too. <laughs> uh, but anyway, any closing thoughts? Put some balance in your life with games. And until we are together at last in Zion, let us remain Zion bound. If you get too close, they be playing their screaming guitars to influence you to their side.